What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Rooted Life Podcast. Mm-hmm. We are your hosts, Dorian and Morgan, also known as Doe and Mo. And we are over here at the Rooted Life all about helping people pursue wholeness in the areas of faith and relationships. And we do this through our podcast, which yeah. you're currently listening to on Insta at Rooted Life Podcast, our devotion, online courses, and really just anything we can get our hands on, honestly, mm-hmm. to tell people about the goodness of God. Um, Mo, I just really can't believe we are actually on episode nine. Wow. Like, literally next week is the finale. Mm-hmm. Like, what? You know, and really, I've just been loving this season, how folks have responded with so much genuine love and enthusiasm over learning about friendships. Like, I really wasn't sure how people would take to it, but they've really been loving it. So um, our walkthrough reel, y'all were celebrating with us and sharing your favorite episodes. So we love that. Y'all are real ones. Yeah, it's been so encouraging just to read all the DMs of people just saying how this season's really touching their lives. And I think what I've learned what I've loved most about this season is the fact that we get to take people on a journey. Like they get mm. to see our real life mistakes <laughs> and failures and wins. I just think it's cool that we were able just to like take what felt like a loss in our lives and like help it be a win for other people, which yeah. is really a blessing. And just to show people how we are still learning Come on. and growing in this content and in friendships as well. And our last episode obviously wasn't no different. We got very personal <laughs> talking about our childhood experiences when it comes to diversity. And mm-hmm. we shared the reasons why people don't have diverse friend groups and how diversity and unity in our personal relationships really reflects the heart of Jesus and God's vision for the church. So I think it's one of our strongest episodes this yeah. season. So if y'all have not listened to it, please, please, please. Go check it out. Yeah. I mean, I love it because it was one that clearly points to the gospel. Mm -hmm. Like that one right there was like, you you can't really deny that this is, this was the great commission, you know? Um, And really it just doesn't get any better. But speaking of growing and maturing, why don't we get into our grows and glows for the week? I can kick us off. Okay. Um, So my grow, I think it's just like communicating more clearly. Um, I, I realized this week with like a situation with us and with somebody else, I keep a lot of things in my head and I'm like, mm. because I'm such a planner, my mind has already written out a version of a story that mm. I sometimes don't actually articulate to people. Mm. Um, so I just want to be better about like the things that I'm thinking about or any like expectations that I may have that I just go ahead and state those. Um, it's a lot easier said than done. But what I have found is the times when I do that, then I end up like, protecting myself from getting my feelings hurt because I didn't actually articulate what it was that I thought was going to happen Mm -hmm. and I also prevent there from being miscommunication in my relationship so gonna be working on that so hold me accountable there (laughs) and uh my glow this week I think just like consulting the Holy Spirit before making decisions like I felt like it was um just a big week for like my spiritual maturity Mm -hmm. in a lot of different areas and I'm so used to just moving full speed ahead with whatever I want like particularly with like relationship stuff with stuff at work just being like you know I'm just gonna send this email real quick because I need to know mm. and the Holy Spirit being like uh-uh, that ain't what we doing mm. just take a seat let me do my thing and I'm like but God but you know I was obedient and I was like you know what I'm just gonna trust you on it and mm. so um shout out to God for the growth that's all I gotta say mm. okay that sounds good uh glows and grows similar i feel like all of our glows and grows are always like adjacent to each other Mm -hmm. they're not always the same but you're it's like they're in the same family yeah um so mine is kind of one of the same basically the girls i just need to manage my emotions better (laughs) people have lately i just been feeling really irritable with people i'm like Mm. y'all are really annoying like (laughs) humanity you get zero out of five stars you're the worst You're annoying. And uh, I'm learning to take a moment and process my frustration and not just be led by my emotions. And 
they just really be trying to run the show. And I think why, I don't know why, but I feel like most of my life I've allowed my emotions to kind of take the front seat. And so they're used to be like, okay, our turn. Let's, and it's like, baby, mm. sit in the back seat. Because mm-hmm. for so long I have allowed my emotions to kind of um, run the show. And I think I used to believe that every emotion deserved to be expressed, which is mm. not true. And be expressed in its raw form. Like, I'm mad, so you need to receive this anger yep. in the way I feel. And it's like every emotion actually doesn't deserve to be expressed. Mm. But every emotion deserves to be processed and mm-hmm. thought about and 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 consulted. Um, but just I, I get to choose how I want to express my feelings and my emotions. So uh, that's my grow. And then my glow is kind of like there's a few times where I really wanted to I wanted to snap. Mm. I just wanted to wanted to go in. <laughs> I wanted I'm going to in. I'm going wow. in. Yeah. You always have I'm a go hard. Reference. Yeah. Yeah. But in this instance, I could not go hard because it's work and I like <laughs> right, my job. Right. So. Um, there's a few times where I like, I just wanted to be petty and send a text or like ask a question in a harsh and critical way or provide feedback while my emotions were still high. Mm. And I did not. Okay. Mom. Uh, there's several times I just held my tongue and just went to my little corner and processed to God and text you and was like, girl, these folks crazy out here. <laughs> yeah. And just found a better, more mature, thoughtful way to express my emotions. So we out here learning. So a little bit of a grow and a glow in both of those. Love to see it. I think that's so real. Like, our emotions just really be trying to run everything. But I think it shows so much growth when we're able to say like, "Mm, this is a feeling and I don't have to subscribe to it. Like, Mm -hmm. let me take a moment to like, let's talk about this. Let's really dissect what's going on here. Why do I feel this way? All right. And how do I actually want to respond instead of react? Mm -hmm. And then what's my end goal? Because a lot of times that Mm -hmm. raw emotion is not going to actually get you to the end goal that you want. That part. That's good. So you have to process it. So, We learned and that sounds like that might be a future episode or something in the future. But let's go ahead and jump into the episode for today. So last week we talked about diversity in our friendships. And this week we're covering another hot topic. Kind of, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Not conventional. Unconventional? No, what is it when it's like controversial? Oh. That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) I was like, "Hmm?" thank you for trying. I did not give you a lot of help or hints. What's the word? I don't know. (laughs) Read my mind. Um, Which is friendships with unbelievers. Mm -hmm. And I feel... clears throat since you love that I feel very strongly about this topic and I feel myself getting heated and annoyed already Mm. so before I start giving my opinions I think we should just first talk about why people aren't friends with unbelievers what you think yeah this one kind of annoys me sometimes too because I think that people come to Christ and then all of a sudden they want to other everybody else right and I, I love how Pastor Mike used to talk about the church it's like it's a hospital for the hurting not the healed so we should be committed to bringing more people who need to get healthy and whole and mm-hmm. not out here looking to just be like, well, we got the cure, so let's just keep it to ourselves. Right. Um, so anyway, we clearly have strong feelings on this, but why do you think that people are sometimes avoiding people who don't believe the same thing as them? I think the first reason kind of goes back to our last episode is I think that we prefer comfort. Mm-hmm. Humans prefer comfort. And I think Christians are no different. And most Christians live in homogenous like lives. They live homogenous lives, meaning everyone around them is just like them. So mm-hmm. similar racial background, class, and most definitely religion. <laughs> What'd you say? Beliefs. Oh, beliefs. I said police. I'm like, I don't think I see the correlation. What's the correlation? Here. Yes, oh, beliefs belief slash religions. <laughs> and I think honestly, it's simpler and it's easier and it's a less challenging way to live. Like, who wants to experience the discomfort of having your beliefs challenged? That yes. is jarring and scary because you don't want to say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. So we hang out with people who have the same faith as us because it's comfortable and it's easy and it's less challenging. Mm-hmm. But when we do that, we end up choosing a life of comfort rather than a life that actually is reflective of Christ. 
But yeah. we'll get into that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. And we do it all the time. You know, like I heard Pastor Charles and Pastor Rick Warren, have, they've said that God cares less about your comfort than your character. Mm. Like he's trying to build something and do something in you. And that may mean that you're going to be a little uncomfortable sometimes. Stop reading me. I'm just This ain't about me. It's about the people Come listening. Come on. Come on, somebody. <sighs> I feel red. <sighs> I'm sorry. I mean, that's just, that's how he does. That's how the spirit does. But I think the second reason that like some of us aren't friends with unbelievers is because, you know, it's really a reflection of us and not them. Mm. But many of us are sometimes not really secure enough in our beliefs or we lack the confidence and ability to really articulate like what we truly believe to other people. And I think, you know, to your point, being with believers all the time means that you're not really challenged around why you actually believe what you mm, believe. Now mm-hmm. you may be challenged on some theological preferences and mm-hmm. like there's some discrepancies around what you believe, but not the why. And I think a lot of times unbelievers will sometimes be like, well, why do you think that that should happen or should not happen? And I went to lunch with a friend the other day and, you know, kind of knew a little bit about like where his, he was on like a spiritual journey. And so we started talking about faith and there were moments where I was presenting some unpopular, like, world beliefs if you will Mm. like abstaining things like that and then times where we were agreeing on certain things and I feel like it was definitely awkward at times but the main thing was that I felt like he left with a lot to think about just Mm. to consider because I was open and honest about like well this is why I think that this is a better approach or a better way and had I not wanted to befriend him or go to lunch with him because of our difference in beliefs then like that's a missed opportunity to maybe plant a seed with somebody so I think it's healthy for us to engage you know, with non-believers and befriend non-believers, not just for the sake of like converting people, Mm -hmm. not just seeing them as like, great, you can be a Christian too, but to just show them too that like, I can love on somebody who doesn't believe the same things Mm -hmm. me. Even if you opt out of this completely, I can still love you well. And I think that in itself is a testament to the gospel. It really is because at the end of the day, the the goal is to love people. Yes. That is my goal. And if loving you means loving you, where a lot of times that means loving people where they are. Absolutely. And not trying to make them into something that they they don't want to be. Because then you're just being controlling and you don't actually love them. You love who you're trying to make them be. Come on. And that's selfish. But we've all been there. We've all been there. All right. Third reason I feel like folks aren't friends with unbelievers is because honestly, I think we think that we are more godly and holy when we only have Christian friends. Like (laughs) it's some kind of badge of honor to only have friends as believers. But again, that literally does not reflect the heart and life of Christ. Come on. That ain't in the Bible. Specifically with the heart of Jesus, like Jesus loved cared and spent time with all types of people. His love wasn't reserved just for people who Mm -hmm. were Jews or who believed what he believed. He was and is for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I think in terms of his life, like he demonstrated his love. I love this. He demonstrated his love by entering spaces where people had different theologies, Mm -hmm. Pharisees. He reached, he demonstrated his love by reaching out to those who are marginalized and outcasts. He demonstrated his love by spending some substantial amounts of time with people who did not believe he was the Messiah. Come on. Literally did not believe what he believed. Wow. But he was modeling for us how we should live our lives. And he mm-hmm. was showing in action again that he came to love, save and rescue all people. And I think what's really beautiful is like his heart and his life and how he feels about us like was all culminated, culminated in um, the ultimate expression of, of love, which is like he died on the cross for all of us, for all humanity. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. And he did this with grace and kindness and mercy. So I just love that, like the way that he lived and the way that he talked to people in love, like it drew people in mm-hmm. and we're called to do that. And I know there's a quote that's like, you may be the only Bible someone reads, which is kind of corny, mm. but it kind of for us presents a decision we get to make. Like, are we only going to play it safe and only have believers that are friends are we going to extend our love to those who believe differently from us and show them the love of Christ yeah. through how we treat them, love them, and care for them? Mm. 
I always love that quote. I don't care if it's corny or not. The only Bible someone <laughs> reads. Because I think it just causes you to think differently about how you actually live your life. And mm. we're going to get into that a little bit later. But, like, it's about more than the things that you say or tell people. Mm-hmm. But it's a reflection of, like, you know, what does your life present? What is the story that your life tells about mm. what you believe? And I think, you know, now that we kind of hit people with the little spiritual three-piece, like, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about why it matters to have friends who are unbelievers, but I think we can get into some of, the, like, the practical pieces. Mm-hmm. People are f- probably thinking, like, all right, cool, but, like, if everybody that I currently am around believe the same thing as me, then, like, how do I navigate some people around me that don't believe? So yeah. how do we shine our light and love them without being weird? Because that's not fun. Mm-mm. So we can get into uh, five do's and don'ts for how to balance these friendships. How about that? Okay. All right. So the first thing that you don't want to do is beat people over the head with the Bible. Don't do that. Like, don't. don't. Do I Just. Why would you do that? <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> I mean, and the thing about it is like, there's so much nuance when it comes to the Bible. Like a lot of people believe it to be outdated. You know, mm-hmm. it's incomplete. Like we're the dinosaurs in the Bible, like all the things it's inaccurate. It's generally impractical um, and unbelievable. And I think because of that, we have to be careful about how we present the thing that is the foundational book of our lives, mm-hmm. but not somebody else's. Yeah. So I'm not going to just, if I'm an unbeliever, I'm not just going to subscribe to what you subscribe to just because you say so. Right. So I think that it's important that we leave room for people to ask questions and to like, to use the Bible as a way to like garner discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, with people who don't believe the same thing as us. So instead of trying to beat people over the head with scripture, we could just pray for opportunities to share scripture or our faith in a really authentic way. And, you know, maybe it's like our testimony is a representation of God and we are able to Mm -hmm. like support that with, Oh, when I read this thing in the Bible that kind of influenced Mm -hmm. that thing, maybe we invite people to explore it or read it with us versus just saying what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. Like maybe we say, Oh, well let's look at this thing together Mm -hmm. Um, And I read something that said, as much as you can, just focus on the life of Jesus when it comes to the Bible, because he is the central storyline and he's central to what we believe. And the thing about it is oftentimes people can look at his life and pull so much wisdom Mm -hmm. and um, just truth from it, just looking at his life alone. And so kind of using that as a low barrier of entry when it comes to scripture. So I thought that was really helpful. That's really, really good. And I think too, something I've been trying to do or learned a while ago is like speak from my personal experience. So if I'm a friend of mine is Buddhist, so I just, I'll say things like, okay, so in my faith, we believe this. Mm -hmm. So she's like, okay, well in my faith, we believe this and we can actually have a discussion. Whereas if someone came and was like, the ultimate truth is this and I don't agree I automatically have like a barrier and yep. a wall up and I'm not going to be receptive but if she's speaking from her experience mm-hmm. and I'm speaking from my experience we can have a more healthy conversation that's not defensive and I'm not trying to force her to believe what I believe I'm just sharing my experience and I found that people are just a little bit more receptive to that yeah approach. that's a good point that's a good point okay number two mm-hmm. don't be judgmental come on I think we forget that we are our own worst critics. Like most of us are just so hard on ourselves. And the last thing we need is someone piling on more judgment Mm. and shame and regret to the already amount of shame and guilt and regret that most of us just walk around with on a daily basis. And we also live in a hypercritical society, like with the media and with social media and people get critiqued and criticized all day. So why would we want to add to that? We we don't want to add to that. Like we want to add love into the mix. Um, and most importantly, like God does not do us like that. Come on. 
He does. And the Bible says it's his kindness that leads us to repentance, mm. not his judgment. So if I want to have somebody um, understand the error of their ways, I need to approach it with kindness because yep. that is how the almighty perfect God approaches my sin every single day. Come on. He might be real about it, but there's kindness. The Come heart on. behind it is kind. And so I think Christ that's a really truth. Thank you. <laughs> Grace and truth. That's it. Hand in hand every hand day. So instead, I think we should respond to people in kindness and empathy and grace. And I think we all know that. But I think that that response looks differently from the world. And so my example is that I have friends who are not believers. I had a friend tell me about a one night stand. And I can be like, girl, that's wrong. You shouldn't. Mm -hmm. And I could like start saying scriptures and tell her how she's living a life of sin. But I don't think that she's ready to hear that, nor Mm -hmm. do I think that she's going to be receptive. And I want her to. I want her to feel like she can share with me. So I just be like, girl, be safe out here in these streets, mm-hmm. which for me is like me being like, now nah, I don't agree with that, mm-hmm. but I don't want you to get hurt. And right. usually people are like, all right, you right. You right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think that your approach can be honest where you're not being complicit to someone's sin and not agreeing with it. But you can also approach it in a way um, where you're a safe place for someone to land. Yes. I just think about that a lot. Like I want my friends to know that I am someplace that you can, you can go to and you feel safe. Yep. Um, period. And if my judgment makes people feel unsafe, I'm not being loving. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that for the people in my life. Um, so I think ultimately the point is like, I want to approach my friendships with kindness and empathy. And honestly, I think that actually builds more opportunities for more conversations about faith. Yeah. Um, and I want my first response to be love, not judgment. I love that. Come on now. I think the part about people have enough experience with shame and guilt and regret than for us to be throwing that on when the gospel is supposed to be about love. Like, Mm -hmm. and everything that we talk about is supposed to be about love. So like, why would I not be presenting something to people that makes them feel lighter instead Mm -hmm. of heavier? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Good, good, good. All right. Number three. Mm -hmm. This is what I was getting at earlier. Don't just talk the talk. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been friends with somebody who's like, yeah, so I really love X thing, but you never see them do talk about Mm -hmm. anything associated with, x thing Mm -hmm. it's like me telling you like girl i love fitness and then you're like i ain't seen you in the gym you ain't got no apps i (laughs) ask you about a workout you ain't even heard of it Mm -mm. it's just not real and i think it's the same thing with our relationships with unbelievers instead of talking a bunch of talk what we can do instead is just walk the walk Mm -hmm. like just live out our faith in a way that if we never said to anybody that we believed in god But then all of a sudden they found out like, oh, yeah, such and such. Like she'd be going to church. She loved Jesus. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't be like, what? (laughs) Remember that time I told my little goddaughter that I went, I was a Christian and she was so shook. (laughs) She actually's like, wait, you, you. I was like, you act like I'll be out here in these streets. Girl. Now, see, that's that's what we don't want, though. <laughs> you don't like, want that. The way that you live your life should speak for itself. And I yeah. think, you know, honestly, there's not really a lot that we need to say to be a witness to Christ. Like when we're truly under the submission of the Holy Spirit, our life has a specific fruit, mm-hmm. particularly the fruits of the spirit. But just in general, we live our lives in a way that it doesn't surprise people yeah. that we are submitted to God. Mm-hmm. So if you live your life under the influence of God, you're going to look like him, period. Period. It's really that simple. And I think also I'll add that that walk doesn't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we think that like, if I'm going to be a Christian, all my unbelievers, I got to be like the perfect person and yes. never, never slip up and say something crazy. Never. And it's like the walk doesn't have to be perfect. It just can be progressing. Mm-hmm. And I think when you show people that you're human, that the walk feels more doable and approachable mm-hmm. for people. Like, mm-hmm. why would I want to try to be like someone who's clearly trying to be perfect and is not? That's not right. attractive. Right. Like, that doesn't make me want to be part of that group. It's like, they're just being fake. Yeah. And I think people have had a whole thing about Christians being hypocrites. But I think when Christians admit their struggles, mm-hmm. it kind of undercuts that 
that um, bias that a lot of people have against yeah. believers of when we're just real about, yeah, girl, I'm struggling. Yeah. I think that and helps. I think even when we are just real about like, we're normal people. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I remember one time somebody was like, oh my gosh, I saw you like post a cocktail in your stories. And I'm like, Cause I be drinking like what you <laughs> I'm grown. Baby. I'm 29 and I have cocktails with my friends and still love Jesus. Like, so I think yeah. part of that realness and walking the walk, it's like walking, whatever walk it is that you feel like still honors God. Yeah. If I'm not out here disrespecting the name of God in the way that I'm living my life and mm-hmm. I'm sticking to truth, but also being fun and enjoying life. I think that that also just paints a different picture for people yeah. that lets them be able to associate Christians with other things that are more right. positive and fun and normal, like everyday life. Right. And again, it makes the Christian life look more attractive. Yes. Because if I'm just, I mean, who wants to go live a boring life? Right. There's Which too much goodness out there. Yeah. I think that expands people's understanding of how Christians yes. live because people have a very narrow, limited perspective mm-hmm. based off of like, I was watching some TV show recently and it was one guy that was like the Christian guy and he was just literally insufferable. Ugh. He was the worst character. Like God's going to smite that Muslim guy. And I was like, Oh God, I think I can't even watch this because this particular Ugh. character is just so off putting. Like yeah. why would but that, but That's op- the word. so often when there's a religious person, they're just like this really diehard yes. Christian who's like, this is very pious and strict life. And they're not a people person. Correct. And that's some people's only like idea of Christians. Mm-hmm. So I think anytime that we can kind of, go against those stereotypes and show people that following Jesus, though it's hard and difficult, it's enjoyable and fun because he wants us to enjoy life. So I think that was a really good point. Love that. Number four. Mm -hmm. Oh, this one, this might be my number one pet peeve. Number one, don't be over spiritual. Come on. Don't be over spiritual. Um, I have a lot of pet peeves. I'll be honest. I've been in an irritable mood. As I've made clear. That's okay. But um, when I say over spiritual, it's like the people you be like, how your day going? They be like, bless and highly favor. And they give you 10 scriptures and a hymn and a sermon and a, the vision that God gave them their devotional time when they were reading the entire book of the Bible. Oh my God. And you're just like, what? <laughs> I be looking, scratching my head. Like, what are you talking okay. about? <laughs> and I'm not negating that the spiritual world is not real. Like we know oh, Ephesians, like the spiritual world is very real. I'm not negating that, but being over spiritual can be very off putting for believers. Yes. So it's definitely going to no both. I'm saying it's oh, off putting for us too. and we believe yeah. what you believe. That's fact. So imagine how <laughs> off putting it is for someone <laughs> who don't, don't believe, believe what it. you believe. You're like, Oh, what is Facts. you talking about? Facts. That's Facts. not it, baby. Mm-hmm. It's not it. Um, and honestly, I feel like people who are over overly spiritual, like they're just not being real about their human experience. Mm. They make it seem like everything is so holy and wonderful and fun. It's like, yeah, following Jesus is fun, but also like really hard. The road is very narrow. Come on. And the pressing and the pruning and the dying the flesh is no joke. No. <laughs> it's real out here. Um, and so for me, it feels very inauthentic when people are overly spiritual. And I'm sure that people who don't share our faith probably feel the same. Like, bro, just be real. Yeah. Like, be a real human. Yeah. So instead, yes, be spiritual. Mm-hmm. Not saying don't be, but also, y'all know we love this. Be practical. Mm-hmm. Be sensible. Like, we got to use common sense and discernment. Kind of what you said about not being weird. Like, it's good to talk about the goodness of God. It's yeah. good to talk about what he's doing. But it's also good and healthy to admit when you're having a bad day. Come on. When you're feeling irritable, when you're struggling, when you're hurting. It doesn't make us any less spiritual to admit our humanity. Come on. It doesn't make you any less godly to admit that you're hurting and you're struggling. Nope. Um, More importantly, it shows that God is still moving and working, honestly, because then they can see you on the other side of that, which I think, again, to what we're saying, points people back to to Jesus. Come on. And secondly, I'm not saying we should be ashamed of the gospel or what he's doing, but we just need to apply discernment Mm -hmm. uh, on when to share with people, how to share with people. 
um, and not sharing to try to make them believe what we believe, but just being honest about our experience. And so I think that there's kind of a balance of like, I'm being honest about the depravity of my humanity and how I'm struggling, but I'm balancing that with the real truth of like, God is good. He's still good. Mm -hmm. He's still faithful. Mm -hmm. And I think that we have to find a good balance in that. Yeah. It's gotta be both. And like, that's really what it is. I think oftentimes, uh, we try to make a lot of things either or when Mm -hmm. it comes to walking out our faith and so much is both. And I feel like the more that you, the more that you grow and learn about your faith, the more that you realize that you don't know, and the more mm-hmm. that you realize there's a lot of both and in there. There really is. There's a lot of both and. So I love that you hit on that. Um, all right. So the last one, number five, mm-hmm. don't fall into the trap of legalism. Mm-mm. Okay, look, nobody wants to be told what they can and cannot do. And honestly, Mm-mm. when I was thinking about this, I was like, that's part of the reason why we even started this podcast. Because we mm-hmm. were like, we don't want people to look at faith as this list of do's and don'ts. Yep. Like, we want people to see that it's about relationship and not religious practices. Mm-hmm. So I think this just falls hand in hand with what we already believe. But like, you don't want to be telling people, well, you have to go to church. You have to read your Bible. You have to be in a small group. Like, at the end of the day, scripture says, save by faith through grace, not through church attendance mm. and small group leadership and scripture. Reading. We learned that in COVID because we couldn't even go to church. Period. Like, <laughs> and so I think just the idea of, presenting these things as tools as uh practices that we Mm -hmm. use to support our journey to follow god but not putting these stipulations on people's faith walk to make them feel like if they've never opened the bible well you ain't welcome here you Mm -hmm. know like Mm -hmm. giving people room to be able to um enter into what it looks like to really walk with god so instead we can encourage people to pursue christ for themselves like in a way that feels comfortable to them i remember i had a friend recently who reached out and was like, hey, you know, I really want to kind of reestablish my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, you know, we got on the phone, like, what are you looking for? And he didn't really know where to start. Mm-hmm. So I sent him a bunch of different things. And he was just like, okay, I'm just going to start with like downloading the Bible app, you know? Mm-hmm. And it made me realize that like, to someone who this is completely new, you can't just be throwing all these different mm-hmm. things. at them. Mm-hmm. It feels like a lot. Mm-hmm. So you got to start with like one really easy thing that'll make them feel comfortable and feel like they're starting somewhere and what we can really do is just kind of encourage them with different resources Mm -hmm. materials we can invite them to church or another thing that i realized is offer to go to church with them Mm -hmm. like maybe your church is actually maybe it wouldn't be the best fit for somebody that would want to be going but maybe you can say hey there's a church in your area that Mm -hmm. like would you like me to go with you so essentially we really just want to be encouraging people to above all like accept god's grace not fall into legalistic practices and just continuing to be discerning about how we can be a light and support others on their journey. Mm, I loved all five of those. I think I have a bonus one. I want to go ahead and throw, throw, throw on you that I think that, um, just throw it in the bag. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that was, was that? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm tired. I got you. It was like the bag thing. He was throwing it in the bag. I, I think you. it's in the video. We were dancing y'all. Y'all couldn't see it. Uh, but the little bonus tip for the people is like, you don't have to do this all on your own. Mm -hmm. It is not your job to save people. I remember very specifically, I was feeling overwhelmed with the social work case I had. And God was like, I'm not asking you to be a savior. You over here stressed about a job that's not yours. Come on. You don't have to save people. I sent a savior. I'm asking you to love people. So I just love that even as we're trying to navigate friendships with people who don't believe what we believe, we don't have to lean into our own understanding, Mm -hmm. our own wisdom or our own strength. We can literally lean on the Holy Spirit. Yeah. We can lean on God because his spirit lives in us and he empowers us and he will literally create opportunities for you to be a witness. I know there's been so many times I'm like, man, I'm not really doing 
doing it right. Like I remember one time I went to uh, Cape Cod with some friends and I was like, man, I ain't even brought up God this whole time. So I was like, we were at the beach and I said, okay, I'm just go, go for a walk, talking to God, listen to music. I come back and they're like, oh, we were waiting for you. We want to ask you what, like, what you think about God? <laughs> I was like, I remember you telling me that. What? Uh-huh. I literally was walking. I was like, God, give me create an opportunity. They were waiting for me to come back mm. and explain my faith to them. Wow. He will literally create opportunities. So I think ask him for opportunities. But remember, it's not all on your shoulders to save people. Lean on him and trust that he wants to use you. And he's put you in people's lives for a strategic reason. And Mm -hmm. he'll help you figure that out. Yeah. And honestly, like, y'all, not being weird is key. Okay. Just don't don't be weird. Mm -hmm. Don't be out here doing weird stuff, saying (laughs) weird things. Like, just let God open the door and ease you in there. And, um, you know, really just so y'all got a little quick recap, you know, Mm -hmm. we like to make sure you got your tools on your way out. Always. Um, so number one, you can pray for opportunities to share your faith authentically. Number two, you can respond to all people with kindness, empathy, and understanding. Mm -hmm. Number three, live out your faith in a way that bears fruit. Number four, remain spiritual and sensible. Mm -hmm. Keep things practical and real. And then lastly, just keep grace at the forefront and encourage people to pursue God for themselves. Mm, That was nice. Beautiful. And just be yourself, man. Just be yourself. God made you in your little quirks and your humor and your interests for a very specific way. Maybe that's what he wants to use to minister to people. Maybe so. Man, this episode really did snap. Mm-hmm. Honestly, as, as we were going through it, I was like, oh, this is good. Mm-hmm. Really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. So hopefully this blessed y'all. As always, y'all be sure to follow us on IG at Rooted Life Podcast. And while you're listening to this episode, go ahead and take a screenshot, tag us, post it on your stories. We love to see it. And if you're looking for a new devotional, don't forget to go over to the link in our bio and start our Thrive Plan on Friendships on the Bible app. That's right. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, y'all, come on, help us out. Come on. Help us out. Rate us five stars and leave us a brief review telling us something you loved about our podcast. Yes. And in this episode, we want to shout out a listener by the username TJ Smiles, Mm. who shared that he appreciates that we share from the heart on our approach to living out a Christian walk. What a fitting response for this one. Well, so Mm. what's up, TJ? We appreciate that love. And you're right. God is not done with us yet. So we'll see you next time, Rooted Fam. We love y'all. Stay rooted. Stay rooted.